Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Intuitive Seek. Thank you so much for being here. Again, I will say that every week because I am incredibly grateful. So grateful for all the lovely iTunes reviews and everyone who is downloading and subscribing to this podcast. I could just not truly be any more grateful. So we are already halfway through May and almost halfway through all of 2021, which is remarkable to me. I'm not sure if you're feeling that, but time has really gone by very quickly this year and most likely because of our experience last year where we're a little bit more cognizant of time. And if you've been feeling that yourself, that time has been going by so fast, just rushing, take this moment right now. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Have you been able to check in with yourself today or even this week? I feel that maybe we should start off this episode with a little check-in into how we are doing. Well, right now, maybe check in with your shoulders. Are they up at your ears? Are they crouched forward, kind of protecting yourself? Are they back? Are you standing up tall, sitting up tall? Where are they? None is better... No position is better than the other. The awareness is really the most important part. And then what about your jaw? How is that feeling? Is it feeling a little bit tense? Were you maybe clenching it without even realizing? That is something that I used to have a huge problem with, was clenching my jaw without realizing it. Very similar to holding my breath when we spoke about that before. But with clenching the jaw, grinding our teeth at night, it is such a common kind of natural response to our stress. And obviously, just because it's common doesn't mean that it's good for us to be doing this. And there is a kind of a fascinating thing that I was shown a few years ago was that inside of our cheeks, if you look inside of your mouth and look on either side of your teeth, where your cheek is, very easy to find. But if you see a line, like an impression on the inner, the middle of the inner cheek, like parallel to where your teeth would come down if you were um, clenching or just closing your mouth. If you have those lines, which I have, I've had them, I feel like I've had them forever. And I thought that that was kind of just part of our anatomy. 
But it is not. It is not a natural thing that just occurs in our mouth. It is basically a stress impression. It's an impression that we make in that soft tissue, in the membrane of our cheek, with our teeth, when we are clenching our jaw. And mine has been there forever. And I wonder if you have them too. So have a look and see. And if you do, then what a great reminder to really check in with yourself. And if you are clenching your jaw, maybe relax it if that feels right. But really, like we've spoken about before, investigate that. Like, why is your jaw clenched? And it's a really, it is quite a beautiful example, that little line in our cheeks that we get. Not everybody has it, but most people that I know do. It is such a beautiful example of things that are created as a response to our stress that we feel are naturally occurring. And a lot of times that can really feel like our circumstances. When we're feeling stuck, when we feel like nobody is helping us or we're feeling a little bit hopeless, when we're feeling unsupported, those feelings are responses to our stress, which is obvious, but something that we are very often forgetting. Because stress to our system, to our nervous system, creeps up. And there are really sneaky, small stresses that we endure every day that are cumulative, that they accumulate and become, you know, grinding your teeth down, become anxiety that is overwhelming, where it can kind of trigger even a panic attack. And these kind of sneaky stressors, they can sometimes feel very comfortable. I know that, like for me, if I'm on social media and I'm just scrolling, just very kind of a normal thing, just checking it out, scrolling, watching other people's stories, I, if I'm not conscious of what I'm doing, and I'm just muscle memory, moving my thumb, muscle memory, just kind of keep checking, keep looking, keep moving to the next, to the next. If I'm not conscious, I don't realize that it is actually not great for my stress levels. And again, probably very obvious, but I feel like I need to remind me and remind us that entertaining things, things that we on the surface enjoy, like Instagram, like your other social media platforms, they can actually cause quite a bit of stress in our system. So I offer to you to sometime this week and maybe even today, if you're on your Instagram, you're on social media and you're finding yourself wanting to take a break and use it, use it as your break, which is a very normal, common thing. 
Notice how you're feeling. Notice whether maybe your heart beats a little bit faster. Maybe, maybe your shoulders move up a little bit. Maybe your jaw starts to clench. Because our emotional body is reacting to images and content that our brain is not understanding right away. And by that, I mean, like, I really feel that our emotional body, when we're scrolling, you know, aimlessly, or just in a way to decompress or check out a bit, we are actually having a lot of intense interaction. And that interaction can look like we are subconsciously comparing ourselves, which I'm sure you've heard that comparison is the thief of joy. Anytime that we are comparing ourselves to what we're looking at, and I think our natural response is going to be comparing. And most social media depends on that. Because then we get to compare and see what we don't have. And then we get targeted ads that try to fill that space that we feel is empty. Fill that space that we feel is maybe not good enough, not where we want it to be, and maybe the product that we're being sold will help us with that. So the idea that just mindlessly scrolling, mindlessly using our social media is actually a thing, I don't think that's actually possible. We are serving no good if we are unconsciously scrolling or doing something that we think is going to help us calm down, but it's actually making us more stressed. So if we are aware of how we're feeling when we're doing these things, then you can kind of get in that rhythm of understanding how things make you feel. And understanding how things make you feel brings me perfectly to what I felt called to talk about today. Today, I want to start talking because I'm sure it will not be the last time I talk about this, but I wanted to start talking about how to find your purpose. What is your purpose? Did anything come to you when I said that? Did a feeling come up? Did you feel annoyed because you haven't been able to find it? And you are at a point where you're frustrated because it doesn't feel like you'll ever really find it? Or does it make you feel kind of apathetic? Like you don't even care to find your purpose anymore. And it is a word you hear way too often And you don't even really feel like it's important that you've put it away and it maybe is just not something for you. Well, what if I told you that you already are living your purpose? That you have been since you were born because it's your essence. It's your light. It is that reflection of your natural intuition, of your unique 
soul. That you are living your purpose, but you're just not seeing it, which means you're also not benefiting from it at all. That only the people around you are. I found that if your passion and your inspiration are not in alignment with what you are doing in your career, in the relationships that you have, whether romantic or not, then others are receiving and benefiting from your innate gifts while you are most likely not feeling fulfilled by them. And that could feel, when we live our lives like that, that could feel like we haven't found our purpose, like we aren't living it, that we'll never find it. Because it's not clear to us. It's clouded by an imbalance. An imbalance of other people benefiting while we're not benefiting at all, really. But what is even the point of finding our purpose? What is the point? Well, I'm sure that I don't know the answer to that (laughs) fully for everybody. And the point is going to be unique to everybody. But I will offer insight into what I feel the point of finding our purpose is. And then hopefully that helps you understand it a little bit more for yourself. So I feel that our purpose and our intuition go hand in hand. That the small steps made in remembering our purpose help to inform the next steps in the development of our intuition. And the real kind of catalyst, the real fire that is sparking and kind of stoking our steps, those small steps in remembering our purpose and the steps in developing our intuition is healing, is bringing back those parts of us that we turned away from or maybe forgot about, really bringing back all the true aspects of our ourselves, our authentic selves, back to wholeness. And I say that from experience, because when I went looking for my purpose, when I was searching for it, but I hadn't really looked at those parts of me that needed some healing. What happened was I would become very frustrated or really judgmental. I remember in my old career, it was very corporate and they would use in any kind of team building or motivational exercises during the meetings, which I really, I thought everybody hated, but that wasn't true. (laughs) It just wasn't for me. And so I, I projected that 
everybody was doing something they didn't want to do. But during these meetings, there would always be this quote that they would say. It didn't matter who was doing the presentation. They would usually pull out that quote of, find something you love to do and never work a day in your life. I don't know if you've heard that before. But that was always said, and it would enrage me. (laughs) And I'm laughing now because I was so, it's just such a different energy that I had because I was always, I didn't realize it, but I was always fighting against my circumstances, but I had put myself there. Very confusing. But I would hear this quote and it would make me so mad because I would feel like they were trying to convince us that we did love what we did in that it shouldn't feel like work. But that was my experience, mine, because many of my colleagues, they did love it. And even the people doing the presentations, they really loved it. And I just thought everybody was out of their minds. And of course, because I felt stuck in my circumstances, I was not connected to my intuition at all because I was living kind of outside of me, fighting against what was outside of me when all I had to do was kind of ground my energy, right? Bring my energy back to myself, focus in on how I was feeling and really follow my intuition. And that led me to my purpose. But it took time. It doesn't take time to say it, you know, follow it and it'll lead you. But it takes time. And that's okay. Because I really believe that whether you're 21 or 38 or 52 or 65, Wherever you are in your life, if you are seeking and searching right now, you're on time. You are 100% on time. It may not be the time that you wanted, but trust that you are on time. Because that was really hard for me to understand personally. I felt like I was living the wrong life, but didn't know what to do. I found my purpose, which is part of my career, which is part of my destiny, I'll call it, but it's not necessarily what your purpose will be. It may not be how you make a living, but um, work has been always a big part of my life. So it makes sense that my purpose would be rolled into. I had always tried to make my work my purpose, but it was not, um, it, it did not work as you know, or I've heard little bits about, but I was in a career for almost 16 years. That was not my, or what I felt was my purpose. And that's a long time. But when I look back on it, there was no part of that that was wasted. 
like each aspect of the 16 years in the wrong career, in the wrong life, living the wrong life, each part that I was living helped to inform the life that I'm living now and the work that I'm doing. So if you feel like you've missed your timing, missed the chance, the timing is off, it's not. I don't believe it is from what I've seen in my clients and in my friends and in myself. We need to trust the timing because if we don't, it really just hurts us in the end. Because even if you haven't found your purpose and you want it to be how you make a living too, just the act of looking for it is part of it. That means you're on the path. That means it's happening. And that's really when our patience and our ability to stay in the present comes in handy. Because then we're not racing towards anything, racing to find it. Because that won't help. Because there is a timing to it. So it's that ease, like I was talking about last week. Right at the end where I offered that we should really be paying more attention to what comes easily. What we don't need to push against what feels the most calm, that path of least resistance. Unless the resistance is coming from you, where you, f- you know, you feel you, you've connected to your intuition and you know what it's asking you to do, but maybe you feel paralyzed from moving forward in the direction that you feel called to go. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's a feeling of unworthiness. There's so much that can hold us back. I know fear and feeling unworthy were definitely mine. And it's okay to have fear. And it's not about, from what I found, it's not about getting rid of the fear or releasing the fear or turning the fear into love or, you know, something positive. The best way to handle your fear from what I have experienced and seen is to sit with it, to talk to it, to witness it. Any, any way that you can give it attention without letting it lead. Let your intuition lead. Listen to that. Listen to your fear, but don't let it lead. Allow it to be. Because there is, there is a a type of purpose for that fear as well. So ignoring it or pretending that you've turned it into something else will only make the fear get bigger. And also a kind of hide in plain sight and become the leader. That's what I've seen. That when we ignore our fear and our fears, then it gets 
so big for us to pay attention. And it starts to override any of our intuitive pulls, any of our kind of purpose-driven choices. It overrides them and it disguises itself as the truth. And our fears disguising themselves as our truth, that is what I really experienced the last few years before I transitioned into my new work and my new life, really. That was my final, my final barrier to switching and fully following my intuition first, fully following what I knew that I should do, not allowing my fears to be in the driver's seat. And Elizabeth Gilbert, she wrote an amazing book called Big Magic, and she has a whole essay about how she had to put her fears into the passenger seat where she was driving with her fears beside her, but they weren't allowed to lead anymore. So I offer that to you as something to think about, that if you feel a pull, you feel an intuitive hit, you feel your intuition calling to you, speaking to you in whatever way it does, but then you immediately have a hundred reasons why that is not a good idea, or just one really good reason, in quotations, that your fear gives you, and that maybe that's the reason that you're always getting to not move forward into your purpose. So move that fear out of the leading position. And that's why having a daily practice of connecting to yourself, to listening to yourself, to really creating that clarity in your inner guidance so that you can connect to your intuition. And that is even in the practice of cleansing your energy daily, of meditating, of even taking, you know, three minutes of just focusing on your breathing, even 30 seconds, because that's when you start to get that clarity of, oh, that's not fear protecting me. That's just fear that is uncomfortable because I'm changing. Because it's used to where we are. So it wants to, it wants me to stay the same. I hope that made sense. But if it doesn't to you and you want to make sense of it, because you don't have to, for sure. Just leave it set it aside (laughs) with this whole, any of these podcasts that I'm recording, any of these episodes, take what you want, leave the rest always. But if you do want something clarified or any question, really, you can message me. I would love to hear from you. I always have my contact information in the show notes, my Instagram or my email. Easy. But One of the things that I wanted to offer, I did write about this on my Instagram, but it's such a great exercise and it really helped me when I was first trying to figure out what my purpose was 
And especially if you do feel that you are a more empathic person, more sensitive, you are probably going to find and hopefully will find a lot of value in this exercise. So I'll kind of go through the steps now, but definitely I'll put them in the show notes and you can maybe do them on your own if you feel called to. But just right now, while you're listening to this, if you can remember back to the last time you felt really annoyed because somebody was taking up way too much of your time. This can be whether you're in line at the grocery store, this could be a colleague over a lunch break, just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. The last time you were annoyed because somebody took up way too much of your time. And now that you have that moment, ask yourself, what were they receiving from you? And why did they want to take up so much of your time because of it? And this is a real key. What were you offering to them? What were you giving to them? That annoyance that you felt may have been your body and your intuition letting you know that you are not owning or living or being fulfilled by your purpose. And if you're able to connect to your inner voice, when you remember this scenario of when you were annoyed, what you were giving, if you can connect to your inner voice, what is it telling you that you need? And if you're able to connect to that need, please make it a priority to give it to yourself. Because a lot of times when we do live our purpose without being fulfilled by it, We will retract from being around a lot of people or become more introverted than we naturally are. And we won't have proper boundaries of when we are giving. We won't be giving consciously. So we'll always feel annoyed or unfulfilled or confused in what our purpose is. And when you are able to build boundaries around this and follow those signals from your body and your intuition, it will help you find that clarity in your purpose. Hopefully by doing this enough, you'll maybe stop feeling like something is missing. And you'll be able to shift your perspective and really see yourself in a new light. Because I really, I believe that we're always living our purpose. But if we don't find our passion within it, then only the people around us get to enjoy it. So you get to choose how you share your gifts and how you use and live your purpose. You can find it. It just takes a little time and a little bit of work and a little bit of support, truly. But it's so worth it. And if you, just like I said before, if you are even thinking about it, 
you're already on your way. And maybe that sounds naive, but it's been my experience and it's what I see. So trust yourself. And I hope you can start feeling a little bit fulfilled by your purpose. And then you can start living it. And in a way, in the bigger picture, that's really how you can hopefully fulfill your destiny. There's this Yiddish word called beshert. And I found it when I was in, you know, a Google rabbit hole, just kind of like following my intuition into where it was leading me. And this word is traditionally, I believe, used for matchmakers, for more soulmates. And I found this definition of it and it spoke to me because it really felt like the perfect definition of fulfilling our purpose. And it was fulfilling our personal destiny, thereby fulfilling the destiny of the world. So if you're not able to consistently prioritize figuring out, fulfilling, and living your purpose, maybe the incentive of fulfilling the destiny of the world will help you, help motivate you a little bit because there is no higher good than that. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me and message me on my Instagram at treenlight and email me at hellotreenlight at gmail.com. You can also check out my website for anything else that you're looking for. And if you're interested in working with me as well, it's treenlight.com, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. And there'll be a link in the show notes as well. And if you feel called to leave a five-star review, because that's what they love, on iTunes to help others find this podcast, that would be very generous. I do not like to and do not plan on doing ads because I don't like ads in podcasts. So if you're looking to support me, then leaving a review would be very generous. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.